Welcome back, fans. It's Geek v. Geek. We've been gone for a while. We've had some changes. It's still me, Justin Kaz Kazemi. Still know my co-host, Ben. New baby daddy, Gillian. That's right. Yeah, Ben's got a kid. It can happen, geeks. You can have kids. Ben's got one. And um, we're going to have an array of topics. We're going to try to get right back into the swing of things. Talk about all the geeky things from... Oscars, Marvel movies, I know we missed some stuff with Star Wars, we got a lot of stuff we want to catch up on, but before we start anything, I think the fans need to know, Ben, the story of your kid's middle name, it's amazing, I think people need to know about it, I want to share the world around it, so Ben, please, tell the world, kid's middle name, and how the name came about, take it away, Ben. Well, you know, there's a there's a long version of the story and there's a short version of the story, and I'll I'll try and not be like, uh, um, you know, what's his name's character for, from Ant Man and give you all the wrong details. So, uh, basically, it, it broke down like this. Uh, originally, um, Caroline and I um, were thinking of using the middle name Bodie. Oh, um, side note: Caroline is Ben's yeah. wife. In case yep. fans so don't know you, that. If you remember, um, Bodie is the name of Patrick Swayze's character in, in Point Break, um, which was not where the name came from from us, but it's just sort of, it, it fits into the whole geek thing. And um, So we ended up, Caroline went into labor about two weeks, two to three weeks early. And we were having uh, Thanksgiving dinner um, with some friends of ours uh, whose parents were in town, and we were doing this big get-together thing when we realized that we had to go to the hospital to have the baby. So we get there, and we knew it was going to be a C-section. And, you know, the nurse starts asking Caroline all these questions like, uh, okay, well, you know, when was the last time you ate? And we were like, oh, an hour ago. And they go, oh, well, what did you have and we're like, well, it was Thanksgiving dinner. And it was a lot like that scene uh, with Michael Rappaport's character from Friends where Joey has the meatball sub in the car. And he's like, oh, yeah, has that got uh, mozzarella on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, has that got, uh, uh, you know, sauce, red sauce on it? Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, you can't eat that in the car. <laughs> so we sit there and they're like, they were like, oh, you have Thanksgiving dinner. Do you have, uh, you have a bunch of turkey? Oh, yeah. Mashed potatoes and stuffing? Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, you're going to have to wait till 3 a.m. Which is crazy. Uh, so it's, crazy. You know, Can't have a baby with mashed potatoes in your stomach, apparently, folks. Well, not if it's a C-section, right? Because ah, it's surgery. So yeah. they go, all right, you know, we'll come, we'll come get you at 2 a.m. to start prepping you for the surgery. So we're, we're hanging out in the, um, you know, we're hanging out in the, the hospital room, in the waiting room. Not the waiting room, but, like, they gave us a, an actual hospital room. Yeah, your own private room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so we're waiting in there, and, and we turn the TV on, and Caroline's flipping through the channels. And all of a sudden, I see uh, Keanu Reeves in a wetsuit. And I'm like, wait, 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 stop. This is Point Break. we got to watch this. Like, you know, forget the fact that she's the one who's yeah. pregnant. Yeah, you know, who cares what your wife wants at this point, right. I'm man. like, no, 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 wait. Point Break <laughs> is on. We can't not watch this. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know, this is like a sign from the universe. You know, like I was kind of it, – it, it, I didn't want to, I loved the name Bodie, but we had changed our, our first name um, choice and Bodie just didn't really fit anymore. It didn't really have that right flow. So I was talking to Caroline, I was like, I don't know that I really like Bodie, you know, maybe we should change it. And she was like really resistant to it, um, you know, 
And so I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, Point Break's on. Patrick Swayze's character's name is Bodie. Like, it's a sign from the universe. We're sticking the course. The kid's going to be, you know, his middle name's going to be Bodie. And we're watching it, and all of a sudden I'm like, man, Patrick Swayze hasn't shown up yet. Like, I don't really remember this scene from Point Break. Like, why is Keanu Reeves scraping barnacles off of his boat? And then all of a sudden I realize, like, it's not Point Break. It's the replacements. Which, which honestly, one Keanu of my favorite Reeves. sports movies of all time. I love that movie I, so much. I think it's a, I think it's a underappreciated and, and underrated movie with an amazing cast. Um, right. And, you know, right. Uh, but that's another discussion. Yeah, yeah we can go about that later. Right? So we're watching it, and I don't know, it's like maybe three quarters of the way through the movie, and I fall asleep. And I'm sleeping on the couch, and I wake up, and it's maybe an hour later, and I look up at the TV, and the replacements is, uh, isn't on anymore, and it's Key and Peele. And I'm like, oh, Key and Peele, I love, I love these guys, you know, love the show, I'm, he's still watching it. You know, Caroline's not really paying too much attention to it. Um, and so I was like, you know, I don't remember ever seeing this uh, particular skit. Like, I've seen most of the Key and Peele episodes, I don't, I don't remember this one. And they like went to commercial and they came back and it was still the same skit. I'm like, that's weird. Like this skit's going on yeah. way too long. Never happened. And then I realized, yeah. I was like, I was like, this isn't the show. This is not the Key and Peele show. And then all, all of a sudden I realized that it's Keanu. The, <laughs> the Keanu Reeves cat movie that was like, you know, written and, and starred Key and Peele. And I'm like, it's a Keanu Reeves movie marathon. And again, like signed for the universe. So I, I, I browbeat um, I probably my wife for the next 24 to, to 36 hours until um, she finally caved and and let me pick Keanu as a middle name. So that's that's why my kid's middle name is Keanu because in the hospital there was a there was a movie marathon on while we were waiting to go into surgery. So one thing to add onto that story. So I was at a NFL draft fantasy tournament thing with all the group of our friends. Uh, when we found out about, um, well, when I found out about Ben and Caroline going in and having their kid, and um, I was told that Keanu was the middle name. And I said immediately, I bet he named it because of Keanu Reeves. And they're like, no, I don't think that's right. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. I guarantee it's the reason why is Neo Keanu Reeves, and that's the reason. I say, honestly, it might even be because of the Key and Pill movie, Keanu. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and I, I basically was like, so just so everyone knows in the, in the group, we're calling the kid Keanu, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. He's, his first name is not going to be. So basically, Ben's kid is like Chalupa Batman from <laughs> the league. He has a different and, name, but we're all just going to call him Keanu, and it's just going to stick at this point. So, And if you ask Caroline, she'll tell you that we didn't actually name him after Keanu Reeves, that she just decided she liked the middle name better than, than Bodie. But if you ask me, it's definitely 100% um, attributed to Keanu. Yeah, so. Keanu Reeves, Neo, the one, and also right, the right. cat movie, Keanu. So anyway, I thought, yeah. the, thought the fans would want to know, that's why we've been off for so long. Again, as you can imagine, Ben, Caroline, new baby. Uh, they had to take care of that. Um, we also, you know, I know you guys probably remember, we had a, a original um, moderator, Julie, if you recall. She also has a kid, and she's actually moved down to the great state of Texas. So, unfortunately, unless it's for some special occasions, this is going to be mostly the Ben and 
Kaz show. Uh, we'll have special guests at random times, of course. But we're getting back to the flow of things. We're getting back to our Geek v. Geek culture. We're on Twitter, on Facebook. So we do ask everyone to follow us and share. Um, but yeah, I just thought a fan base would want to know what happened. What a crazy time. Yeah, what a crazy time for us to take a break, too, because it just seemed like it seemed like this was the, the holiday season of geek. Like, you know, we had Mandalorian come out, we had Star Wars come out, and it was hugely divisive. You know, um, the The Witcher is such a, a huge success. Like, there's just been a ton of things um, that have happened over the break um, that it's like, you know, we're we're kind of jumping back into the deep end here, um, which is exciting. But oh my god, was it an interesting time to? it was it was we 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 missed a lot but we like to uh talk and debate so we'll probably catch up on everything throughout the year um great story ben i absolutely love that story um (laughs) so we're gonna go over a few things but one thing now now you know as you guys probably imagine podcasts sometimes there's a little bit of a rundown we know what we're going to talk about we try to do things a little different here on geek v geek we have topics uh we each pick our own topics and we don't really discuss them with the other partner um, until we're on we're on air. We want everything to be off the cuff and original. So with that being said, Ben, I got a question for you. Okay. And I, I want to know your honest opinion. Now, this is not my question. I got it from a Facebook post, but Facebook is – no one owns that, so I'm just taking yep. this question. All right, Ben. I got four actors for you. Okay. I'm going to name them off. And you got to get rid of one of them, and then I want your like reason. A married fuck kill thing, or no, no, no. Like four actors. Which one is is out? They're just they're okay. no longer they they never they don't wore make movies anymore. They never no they never make movies in the future, and they oh. never did in the past. They're just gone. Oh, you just, we're just erasing. We're erasing them. them. We're Thanosing one fans. person here. We're 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 oh. Thanosing one person. Okay. I got four now. I, I want the reason why, as well, and then I'll I'll give you my answer to this. All right. Okay. Here we go. Denzel Washington. Okay. Morgan Freeman. Okay. Will Smith. Okay. Tom Cruise. Oh, man. I was, you know, and I thought for sure, I'm like, there's there's always one person. I thought you were going to throw Tom Hanks in there, and I was going to be like, yeah, I can do without Tom Hanks. Don't write me on that. Don't write me. It's no, no. I, it would have made it um, easier if it was Tom Hanks. It would be easier if it was Tom Hanks, but no, oh, it's not. Oh, man. It's... That's that's tough. Um, you know, it, with Denzel, I like the I like the kind of understated Denzel films. I think Man on Fire is one of the absolute you know best revenge films out there. Um, that's one of those movies that I enjoy it and I appreciate it even more every time I see it. Um, you know, the first time I went in watching it, I thought it was going to be this hardcore action movie and it, and it wasn't. And that left me a little disappointed. And then the more I watch it, the more I realized that, you know, it's, it's more about the drama than it is the action, you know, and the character development. Um, I just love that movie every time. So I don't I don't think I can eliminate Denzel. OK, Denzel uh, safe. We have a we have a safe Denzel here. We got we got Morgan Freeman and, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I love Morgan Freeman. I think Morgan Freeman, you know, if you have to, to pin him down into one sentence, is he's one of the greatest supporting actors of all time. But I can't think of a lot of situations where 
you're like, this was a completely Morgan Freeman, you know, driven film. And without him, uh, you know, the movie just doesn't work. There, there's so, Ben, there's one March of Penguins. That's the only yeah. movie. And honestly, it took me only one I could think of March of Penguins. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, I look at Will Smith. I, I grew up on, on Fresh Prince. Yes. Um, I feel you. you. Know, I, I, his movies are hit or miss. I mean, on one hand, you've got, you know, stuff like Wild Wild West, which obviously <laughs> we can, we can We're, do we, Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's and then movie. there's And then there's Bad Boys and, like, I... The first Bad know, Boys, come on. I mean, both of them. I, I mean, yeah. they're both two of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't seen I the third one yet. I haven't seen the third one. I need either, to see it. Me either. Um, so, and then, and then Tom Cruise is just constantly reinventing himself. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. I, I would, I would say that the, the most consistently satisfying action franchise of the life, maybe movie franchise of the last 20 to 30 years is Mission Impossible. Totally agree. I, I could not agree even, with you more on that one. Totally agree. Mission Impossible 2, which is a little bit of the, of the black sheep of the family. You know, it's a John Woo film. It's crazy. It's over the top. It's nonsensical. But, oh my God, is it a, is it a fun movie? And, you and know, if you compare that... It, it keeps it from aging poorly because right. it's already a little bit ridiculous and a little right. bit goofy. And if you just go in knowing that it's just going to be a, a fun film with, without a lot of substance, you're still going to have a good time. I'm going to, I mean, as controversial as this is, I'm going to have to eliminate Morgan Freeman. I mean, there's just, there's not too ben, many I'm clapping for you. Where... Ben, I'm clapping for you. You can't see, you can't <laughs> see me, but I'm clapping for you. Is this the first, is this the first, uh, time in, in geek geek history that like we agree on something so so let me tell you this little backstory on this so one of my friends charles frost arkansas good buddy of mine he posted this on his facebook page everyone i'm not kidding 95 percent of people eliminated tom cruise yeah that's, that's just flat out wrong yeah perturbed me very much so so i wrote a po- i wrote on the post and i was like this is blasphemy how dare you get rid of Tom Cruise? The clear answer is Morgan Freeman. Now, I did a little bit of research on this. Morgan Freeman has uh, an Oscar. Will Smith nominated... I, hold on. Let me, see, let me see if I can tell you what it is. I, I believe it was Best Supporting Actor sometime around 2003 for Million Dollar Baby. You are correct, sir. You are correct. Yep. Will Smith has been nominated uh, three times for an Oscar. Um, has not won. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ali. I'm going to say. Oh, I apologize. Uh, two Oscars. Two. My, my apologies. Two. I'm going to say best actor for Ali. I feel like there's a supporting in there, but I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, I'll tell you they're, they're both lead nominations. Mm. It was probably, it was probably the pursuit of happiness. It was correct, sir. Did I get both of them? You, you did get both of them. So we, right. have, we have Morgan Freeman, Oscar. Will Smith nominated twice. Denzel, we know he has two Oscars. One supporting, one lead. He's got one for glory and he's got one for training day. Exactly. And then we have Tom Cruise nominated three times for Oscars. Can you get all three uh, of those? That's, that's going to be I'm tough. Gonna, I'm going to say definitely Days of Thunder. No. No, I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. Not Days of Thunder. Born on the 4th of July. Yes. I'm a little confused because I haven't seen either of them. Uh, born on the Fourth of July. I I want to say Eyes Wide Shut. No. 
Hmm. Man, if I really had some time, I could I could dig through it probably probably figure it out. But in in the interest of time, I'm not so gonna make it. Jerry Maguire, me guess. Jerry, oh, Maguire Jerry Maguire, yeah, and yeah. Magnolia. Oh, Magnolia! Really? That would have taken me a long time. Yeah. To Got so anyway, and that must have been best supporting actor because he was in like ten. It was movies. supporting. It was. Um, so anyway, on the post, I wrote Morgan Freeman, and the reason why is Morgan Freeman, like you said, he's not really a lead actor. Even in his one of his best roles, Glory, he lost to Denzel. Right, and I'm, I'm not taking shots at Morgan. Freeman. I'm not taking shots at. He's, you can't take shots right. at the voice of God, but he's not a lead actor. Right, that's the thing. Um, I mean, he's not. So yeah, anyway, you know, that was my answer, and uh, the the fan base on Facebook said otherwise, and I was perturbed. So I wanted to know what you said. So I'm glad. Thank you, Ben, for going with Morgan any, Freeman. And any way well. that I can provide some validation for your um, crazy, controversial opinions, I, I will. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, so that was my, again, you know, I love that. Okay. You didn't know what I was going to ask you, and you had a great response. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, um, you're, you're So I welcome. know you have some topics you want to go over. Again, we've missed a lot. So yeah. of everything we missed, what is your top yeah. thing to discuss today? You know, it was so difficult for me. Like, I was going through, and, and my thought was um, – you know, we could easily do a, a this week in geek segment, um, which which we're going to get to here. And it was tough for me because, you know, like we said earlier, there were so many things that had happened during the break that were that were just kind of crazy, and it was difficult to to sort of focus on, um, you know, what what's current in the news right now, what's going on this week. So I guess we'll I guess we'll start with this just because it was the biggest movie of the year. It's it's in a way the biggest movie of all time. Um, so Avengers Endgame. I mean, obviously they they beat Avatar for the you know number one grossing movie in the world, and that's not new. Um, you know that's that happened sometime over the summer, but they did set a precedent at the Oscars this year. Uh, Avengers Endgame became the largest grossing film of all time to never win an Academy Award. It is also the only movie to be the number one grossing film of all time to have not won an Academy Award. Kaz, do you feel like this is a big deal for Marvel, or is this just kind of like a, um, you know, a, a meaningless footnote? You know, I think it's kind of meaningless. The fact that Black Panther didn't win anything beyond, like, costume design. I think Marvel looked at that and said, the Oscars isn't for us. We're just going to make a... I would say production design, best production Production design. design. Black Panther's most prestigious Oscar or or biggest win. Right. Um, So I think Marvel and and, and Disney in general just says, screw it, we'll just make a lot of money. We'll allow the Oscars to go to whoever they want. Because, you know, I don't know if you remember, I read an article... Downey Jr. said he didn't want to be pushed or yeah. get backing to get that role. Now, can, can, could you look at that movie and go, wow, he, he did a great acting? Yeah, of course you could. And could you see, is this Oscar worthy? You know, I, I don't know. But on the same premise, I watched a movie called Just Mercy uh, over this long break we had. I, I'm shocked that movie wasn't nominated for a single thing. Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Fakes blew it away. So I don't know 
Uncut Gems, another movie. Amazing oh, movie yeah. by Adam Sandler. Got no love. So I don't know what the Oscars are, is doing. And honestly, that might be why the ratings are so down. Because they just keep... Re- it seems like now the Oscars are giving Oscars to people that they want to give it to. They wanted Brad Pitt to get one. Here you go. They wanted Leo to get one. Here you go. Like, I don't I, know if they're really... Know, I think Brad Pitt definitely deserved it. I, I agree, too. I agree. I 100% agree. But... I don't know. For me, it seems like they're maybe overcorrecting things. I love Parasite. Thought it was a great movie. Definitely best international film. Do you I, think? I, I don't know if it deserved best picture all around. So back to your thing. I don't think Marvel cares. I think Marvel and Disney can give two shits about winning Oscars. I think it's nice. It's a fluff thing to add on to their DVD box set. But beyond that, I don't think they yeah. care. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, let's let's go to the other side of the fence now with DC. Um, Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation. Yeah, Party didn't they change the name? Because I, I I keep they, hearing the name change. I'm like, okay, you guys are struggling if you keep um, changing your name. Yeah, I mean, and there's a little bit more of the story than that. They kind of changed the way that they were that they were marketing the film. I I think. I mean, obviously, it's a big flop for them. It is the lowest opening for a DCEU film. Um, it's the first DCEU film to also be rated R. Um, I, I saw an article the other day that was saying that it, it, the, the biggest reason it was a flop was that it was because it was rated R. I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, there's a couple different things at play here. Um it's it's not historically the best time you know for films. February is really tough, um, unless you're Black Panther or uh, unless you're John Wick or unless you're Deadpool. Um, right. So, is Harley Quinn you know a big enough draw for a rated R movie in in February? I mean, what what what's your take on this? Because here's the thing: it, it was. Critically, it was very well acclaimed. Um, it got great, you know, uh, cinema scores from people who actually saw the film. I mean, why do you think this was as big a flop as it was? So let me, I'm definitely going to answer your question. I don't know if you know this. I just looked it up just now. Sonic the Hedgehog, which I thought right. was going to flop hard, be the biggest flop ever. I thought it was going to be John Carter type flop. Opening weekend so far, fifty million. Yeah. Birds of Prey two weeks in the box office, fifty nine million. So, ladies and gentlemen, Sonic the Hedgehog is gonna make more money than Birds of Prey. Yeah. That's that's shocking. So, why did Birds of Prey flop? You know, I, I I'll be honest with you, I think people love Harley Quinn but don't love her by herself without the Batman and the Joker. I think that hurts. I think it's tough. You know, I, I want to say we're a better world than what we are, but I still think female-led movies are, are not successful, unfortunately. Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, they were, because the superhero backing, and people, if you don't know superheroes, you knew Captain yeah. America. You know who uh, Wonder Woman is? You yeah. might not know Captain Marvel, but the perfect way that Disney placed that movie, where you had to see it before Endgame. Or you had to. They knew that. So they placed it in such a way of doing that. You know, with DCU not being one universe, 
Now with Robert Pattinson being Batman, which we can discuss his suit Ooh. in a minute. Um, do you now have the Joker by Joaquin? Is he part of the universe? Is he not part of the universe? We don't know. Um, you know, I think it's very convoluted, and fans are not understanding of these one-offs, of these multiples. Is the Flash movie, is that coming? Is that part of the TV show? Is yeah. it not? Yeah. It, it gets very convoluted, and that's one thing. You know, Disney takes over the world, but they do it the right way. They go, hey, these are the shows. These are what you're watching. These are the movies. Oh, these TV shows on Netflix? Yeah, they're part of it, but not really. You don't need to have to watch those. It's okay. Here are the movies. Watch these. You're good. DCU yeah, is, ultimately, watch whatever you want. Really came, we'll see what happens. I think this really came down to marketing. I, I don't yeah, think I agree. That, that DC has a cohesive marketing strategy around it, and it, and it it was a good movie, and it didn't fail because it was female-led, because we know that Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman can, can make, uh, and Star Wars now, for that, for that matter, can can be female-led and make a ton of money. We know that R-rated movies in February, especially comic book ones like Deadpool, can can succeed. Um, you know, so I, I think this was just, did all of those things contribute? Yes, but this really failed because DC didn't understand how to how to market the film. Oh, I agree. Um, I think that's the biggest component, right? Yeah. I think DC doesn't know how to market this film, or to be honest with you, market any film beyond the Christopher Nolan Batmans. That was their... So, Best arc on you know yeah yeah so speaking of marketing and speaking of um, you know Disney films and all that Aladdin two a sequel to the live action Aladdin was announced this week important to note this is not going to be adapted from any of the previous uh, Return of Jafar well, it's in King talks I I've read it's in talks I've read they're in talks not fully committed yet I've read just talks okay. All right. Well, in, in any case, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Do we really need a live action sequel to Aladdin? Well, you know, it made a billion dollars. It did make a billion. So that that right off the bat is going to get the people thinking. Um, I don't know. I mean, if they're again, I, here's the thing. I liked Return of the Jafar. I thought it was a good cartoon. I know a lot of our viewers probably didn't watch that movie. I enjoyed it. The worst part is that Robin Williams wasn't part of the movie. Uh, it was Matt Groening, I believe. I think he took the voiceover as uh, the genie. Um, I'll, I'll double check that right now just to, to confirm that. Um, I, you know, I, it's funny. I don't know. I guess I don't know how a sequel would go for this because the genie's not the genie anymore. Spoiler alert: uh, Will Smith's genie becomes a regular person at the end of the live-action Aladdin. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I was wrong. Sorry, Dan Costin. Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, yeah, he was the was, voice. Uh, famously the, the voice of Homer Simpson. That's what I was, see, that's where I was going. That's where I was yeah, going. Yeah, so you were on the right track. I was on the right Simpsons. track. So, you know, I don't know. Um, Guy Ritchie doing the movie again. I'm all on board. Um, if they keep all the original cast. If they do it, do it without Will Smith, uh, don't. Just don't. Um, yeah, don't do that. If Will Smith doesn't commit to it, just, just walk away and yeah. go, hey, we made a billion. We're good. We're moving on. Um, I, you know, I, I think there's two things there. I agree with you 100%. Don't do the film without Will Smith. You know, my take on it is is don't do it with Guy Ritchie. Um, really? And that's, yeah, I'm not taking shots at Guy Ritchie. I love his early right. work. I'm, I've been very underwhelmed by his recent stuff. I haven't really... I haven't really been into him since Snatch, I'll be honest. I haven't loved anything since then. Um, but... It, it, 
why Guy Ritchie in Aladdin? You know, I mean, when you say to me, like, hey, Arabian Nights and ancient Persia and genies and magic and, you know, sultans and, and tigers, I, I don't go, hey, let's, let's, get the, let's get the British crime heist dude. You know, it, it, didn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. It, it was weird. It was disjointed. There were a lot of people who were saying, well, you know, Aladdin essentially is a heist movie and this and that. And, and it, it was like, that. that's such a huge, such a huge stretch. It, it's a stretch, I, but that's kind of where I was going with, too, is that's why right. I got him. But I want to go back to one thing you said. You said, since Snatch, you've not been a Guy Ritchie fan. I was going to do rapid fire, a few movies, because I, yeah. I think you might have missed the time. Rock and Roller? Underwhelming. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I take it back. I, I really, well, I love the first one. I hate Yeah, okay, yeah, first one. First one. I don't know if you've seen it. The Man from Uncle actually wasn't a bad movie. I liked The Man from Uncle. I understand I've if you did. parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Um, uh, and then I have not seen this, heard. The Gentleman I heard was really good. I, I haven't see, seen it, I, but I've, I've heard, heard, heard it's very divisive. I heard you either love it or you hate it. And, well, you know. So, I think with Aladdin 2, if you are going to be sort of unchained from the footprint of the original, you don't have to follow the same story, you know, there aren't all of these expectations put on it, then you bring in, you know, bring in a filmmaker who can celebrate Persian culture. I agree. Somebody from, from Britain, you know. Well, I mean, um, if I know, in all honesty, if you can bring someone from Iran, but unfortunately, that's not to get political, but not something that right. can happen in America that's right tough. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say this: Guy Ritchie, his upcoming movies, Aladdin two, not listed. So I don't think it's even at the point now where they've even got a director. I think they're still yes. talking it's about still it. Really, still um, really early. I do want one little small side note, and it's kind of funny. My brother um, texted me after watching The Gentleman. And said, hey man, I just saw The Gentleman, great movie. And he wrote, I think Guy Ritchie's my favorite director, even more than Quentin Tarantino. And uh, to save me, my brother had a debate, would uh, take it mildly. I uh, kind of went off on him a little bit. <laughs> and uh, he's retracted a little bit now, after showing some bad movies that Guy Ritchie has done. Which, look... All directors, all actors, they make bad movies. It's just the nature of the beast. You're eventually going to yeah, make bad things. Except for who? Except for Nolan. Nolan uh, Dunkirk. Sorry, movie. Dunkirk. We can go over that anytime you want. Dunkirk. Horrible movie. Horrible. I would say it's horrible. It's, it's maybe my least favorite Nolan film. But horrible even, movie. Even my least favorite Nolan film I enjoy more than 50% of the film. Yeah, 1917 so. is so much of a better movie than Dunkirk. and I know it's different subject matter. I mean, basically same subject matter. It's war. But, yeah, anyway. So, I don't know. I, I would rather not have an Aladdin 2. Uh, but anything makes a billion dollars, sequels are going to be in the works. And I, and I understand yeah. that. Maybe they can do yeah. something where, you know, it's just a story of the Aladdin and Jasmine. Not so heavy on the genie aspect. I don't know if that's still a Latin franchise or not. Um, but maybe that's the route they can go. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe like a princess Cinderella type, you know, kind of arc. I, I don't know. Kind of rambling. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you do it without without the genie. Yeah, so, no, I agree. I agree. It, 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 of, it, it's tough to do those movies without the genie for sure. 
Speaking of characters potentially getting written out of franchises, um, Stranger Things, Netflix made, you know, huge waves this week and released a Stranger Things season four trailer, which spoiled um, season four. Now, we now know that Hopper is indeed uh, coming back. He's which is so stupid. I, I hate that so much. Let me just tell you, I hate it. I hate it. Let characters die. Don't bring back Iron Man. Don't bring back Hopper. Let him die. It's okay. People can die. You know, here's, but here's Move the thing, on. though. Did, did, anybody, did anybody really believe that he was dead? I hoped he was. I hoped for the story of the movie. Yes, I hoped he was. Just like with oh. Iron Man. That was my biggest beef with Affinity War. The people that they killed off were characters we knew were coming back. Yeah. I was like, no, come I, on, man. What are you doing? And that's one thing I liked about Endgame. They killed off... Um, um, Spoilers for the biggest movie of all time. Oh, God. What is... I can't, you're listening to this podcast. And Scar- it's killed off Scarlett Johansson's character. I was like, good. We're done. She's out. She's no more. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. Here's a prequel. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. I, uh, and, I don't need that right now. Like, I, I, I had my love with her. I'm fine. We're good. Well, let's move on now. And now they're yeah, saying, well, Robert Downey Jr. is coming back as the voice of our... Of, Voice of you know whatever for the new Iron. I was like, come on, get on with it. I don't need this. Tony Stark. His story is is done. Let's leave it done. No, he's coming back. He's coming back as a voice. He's coming back as a voice. That's what he's. He's going to come back as like a Force Ghost, if you will. Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah, it's it's been confirmed. He's he's back in those movies coming forward. So we're we're not done with Iron Man yet. We're we're not done with um, Black Widow. Black cat, black wit. I can't remember her name anymore. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> we're not done, we're not done so, with any of that. And, and Hopper, I mean, yeah, it's just come on, man. I so let me ask you this: don't then. need it. Is is you know, um, regardless of what we think of the character coming back, is the fact that Netflix so openly and brazenly spoiled their own show? You know, is is that? indicative of, of overall internet culture today. I mean, is this something that we're going to see more often? Are, are companies and producers going to say, well, we know the internet's going to spoil things anyway. Right. Let's embrace it. Are, right. are we going to see a lot more open spoilers? I think so. I, I Yeah, I, I think they're... I think movie studios are done with the spoiler thing. Because I think they were like, you know what? It's going to be leaked before everyone sees it anyway. One person... We'll watch it before everyone else and then spoil it on every single social media outlet. We might as well do it now, get it out of the way, and that way everyone's on the even playing field. One of the greatest spoilers to me in my life in movies was Zombie Land with Bill Murray. Oh yeah. Now the the horrible thing about that is that was spoiled to me before I saw the movie. Someone told me, Oh, Bill Murray's in it, he he's in the very end. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. And ever since then, it's been like there are no all spoilers are ruined now. That's your biggest spoiler. See, I was you know before Star Wars came out, I was reading through, and people think they're being clever about hiding spoilers, and they're not. And they're I I won't name this news outlet. They're they're like a movie geek culture comic book news outlet. I won't tell you who it was, but everybody seems to be so eager to validate their rumors and their fan theories. I was reading a story about how 
Daredevil might come back into the MCU. Like maybe he'll be Peter Parker's lawyer or whatever. Oh, that'd be great. Brilliant. And they go, this news comes from the same person who told us about the Ray slash Palpatine plotline in Rise of Skywalker. And I was like, how did you think that I wouldn't figure that out? Right. You think that I would be like, oh, gee, Ray's how, somehow connected to Palpatine and that it wouldn't be a spoiler? Like, right. are you kidding me? So, and this was before I'd seen the film. Um, oh, so that was spoiled to you. So that, that yeah, Ray was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but see, absolutely. I saw that coming. So, I, I saw that coming. As soon as J.J. took over, I was like, oh, well, clearly Ray is going to be related to Palpatine in some sort of way. Like, I just saw it coming. Like, uh, yeah. Again, to the fact where when they announced it in the movie, you can ask, because were there with people, I threw my hands up in disgust. It's like, ah, oh, come on. It's like, come on, give me something. You could have right. said right. that he's, she's the son of, um, I, don't, I don't know, Mace Window. Like, that would have been cooler. Like, that would have been much better. Like, but the fact that you're like, oh, it's Palpatine, uh, such a cop-out. But, yeah, we, I mean, we can have our Star Wars discussion about... Um, the Last Jedi, any any given time, um, or Rise of Skywalker. Apologize, uh, any given time. Right. But yeah, I was so, just like, come on, just uh, you're you're just you're giving us what we want, not what we need. You know what I mean? And I think that's the problem with a lot of the media we now with movies. They they're giving us stuff that we want, and not stuff that you know make us think and make us you know be different and all that stuff. Par- um, Going back to Parasite, great movie, not a huge right, box right. office success because people don't want to see that stuff. That's it's a hard movie to watch. Well, and and I I haven't seen Parasite yet. It's definitely at the top of my list of things to watch. It's hard to carve out a two hour chunk where I know I'm not going to be interrupted. Right, um, you got to read those subtitles too. So, yeah. Um, so the the minute I get a chance to watch that movie without any distractions and interruptions, and I'm definitely going to. Um, you know, you had mentioned earlier um, that, you know, and I know Ryan Johnson, who directed Last Jedi, talked about this, about, you know, the danger of giving in to fan demand. And you had talked about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie earlier. Uh, famously, that movie was delayed. It was supposed to come out over the holiday season. It was pushed to February, and the reason being was they had to completely redesign the Sonic character. Once they did that, I, I was with you. I thought the movie was going to be a big flop. Once they committed to redesigning the character, I then you know kind of felt like, all right, this movie's probably going to do pretty well now. Um, they're addressing some pretty you know, serious and, and in my opinion, reasonable fan concerns in order to make a better movie and they were rewarded by the fans, how do you feel that's going to affect the movie industry moving forward? Do you think more studios are starting to changing um, their, their practices based on fan feedback and is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? So it was his teeth. Sonic's teeth was what the media was going nuts about. They didn't like his original teeth. Um, so they changed it, and that was what took so long because the movie was done. They had to go back well, and redo, they, and they redesigned the entire character. Yes, the teeth were a, a big thing, but I mean, the the aside from that, the the whole character is is almost completely different. His eyes are different, you know. The overall kind of body structure is different. His shoes are different. So, but yes, wow, the teeth I, I didn't know we went that was kind of the tip of the spear. Um, 
you know, and some people are saying that, hey, it worked in this situation, but overall it's going to be a bad thing, you know, because are we, are we allowing, um, you know, the, the internet, the, the public at large to, you know, influence filmmaking in, in a negative way. Our, our studios just going to be caving to unreasonable demands. Yeah, we're allowing the trolls to take over, basically, is what um, what's kind of going on. And you know what? I I think so. I, I think I think I think so. Um, I don't know if you read this, but I, I read that Solo, the Star Wars, you know, spinoff, might be getting which is one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. Might be getting some of its own series on Disney Plus now because I think Disney Plus feels like, hey, we can put it here. You can watch it or you can't. You know what I mean? It doesn't really... It, it helps the people who like the movie. The people who don't like the movie. Whatever. So, I think... Because there was a big fan uproar of getting more solo movies and more Darth Maul and more um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think all that stuff is coming. And it's... I think the fan uproar does it. So, I think sometimes fan uproar helps. I think sometimes it hurts. Um, again, playtating play to what we want, I don't think is good. I think movie studios should kind of stick to their guns a little bit more. But you know, I understand why they don't. Um, you know, again, they're all in it for the for the big buck. They're all in it for the big the big money. But um, yeah, you know, again, I'm not a. I don't know. I, I kind of like the days of no. Here's the movie. Like it or not, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, I, I it's interesting that you bring that up because Disney is in a unique position, especially with having their own streaming service where they can say, you know, hey, we can explore small scale character driven stories like The Mandalorian in a space that people have access to and that they're going to appreciate. And we can still do the, um, you know, three movie uh, once every decade do a three movie trilogy. And I really feel like that is what they need to settle into. I absolutely loved Rogue One, but I really hated Solo. And so, you know, it, they're saying, oh, we're oversaturating the films and the, the quality isn't consistent. I think for people who, you know, I wasn't a fan of Solo, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be given a shot at, at redemption. I feel like this, the story arc that they set up could potentially be interesting. I would like to see it explored further, um, but I don't want, you know, two more movies. I think if they say, Hey, let's do a, let's do a Mandalorian type series and focus on the storyline that's already been set up. You are alleviating some of that box office fatigue while still giving the people who enjoyed it, or in my case, the people who didn't, but kind of want to see where it goes. You're still giving the opportunity to do so, you know, instead of something like, oh, what was it? The Divergent series where they made a couple movies. Each one was less and less, you know, a box office draw. And so they were like, well, that's it. We're just never going to, we're not, we're not going to even make the ending. Right. Because, right. you know, and, and then all there's, you know, the fans who do like the movies are, are left hanging and that's not fair to them. Right. So I, I would love to see moving forward Disney say, you know, for, for 20, for the decade of the 20s, let's do a three movie trilogy starting in maybe, you know, 
20, do one in 2024, 2026, 2028, whatever, and do your Old Republic trilogy. Um, and then, you know, use the TV shows to uh, further flesh out the, um, the universe or explore, you know, down different avenues than you would through the films. Totally agree. I totally agree. So we're not done yet. We're still got more geek stuff to talk about, but we are going to take just a brief break right now. Um, we'll come back. We'll do this week in geek and some other great topics. I know we've been away for a while, so we're catching up on a lot of things. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this short break. Okay. Hey everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. Uh, welcome back to DC geek podcast. Uh, on this week in geek, we are talking about Joaquin Phoenix's win. Uh, at the Academy Awards. Um, so as you may or may not know, Joaquin Phoenix won the Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role for his portrayal of Arthur Fleck in the film Joker. Uh, now, Kaz, obviously this isn't the first time that somebody has, has won an Academy Award for playing this character. Uh, Heath Ledger famously won this award uh, posthumously um, it was best supporting actor um, when he played the Joker in The Dark Knight. It, what's the bigger win um, for DC? What's the bigger win for, um, you know, how is this going to change? What Obviously, both of these wins change how we feel about Oscar-worthy movies. Um, which one was more important? Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I... I... I want to say maybe Joaquin's was more important. What I do find funny, uh, every single person that's played the Joker on the big screen has an Oscar. Every single one. Not maybe for playing the, uh, the Joker, but right, they all right. have Oscars. Jerry Leto, yeah. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. They all got Oscars, which I thought, you know, Wow. If you were in Hollywood and you want to get an Oscar, play Joker and eventually you'll get one. So there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who's left out there who doesn't have an Oscar that, that oh, hey, Tom Cruise, go uh, go, be the, go, go be the Joker. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, you know, kind of heading back to what you said in our first segment, you know, does Marvel care that the biggest movie of all time didn't get an Oscar? I think DC cares because I think that's the only thing DC can really hang their hat on. Hey, we might not be the biggest movies. We might not have a complete storyline, but our actors get Oscars in our roles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's the way that they need to go. Maybe they don't need to go the route of huge special effects, box office, blowing up everything. Do more of a, hey, we're going to have great actors. They're going to play these roles amazingly and maybe they'll win some Oscars I know people are conflicted with Robert Patterson being Batman I'm actually okay with it I'm a fan of it because I like the younger version of Batman I want to see how it ties in if it all ties into anything else but that would kind of bring it back to Joaquin being more important because maybe his Oscar can help group in everyone or DC just goes no all these movies are standalone great movies to win Oscars by themselves. Whereas the Heath Ledger one, I think, again, no disrespect to Heath Ledger, 
I don't know if he would have gotten that if he w- didn't pass away the way he did. I I don't you know, I don't remember who he was up against that time, but I feel like sometimes Oscar voters have a sweet spot and they give it to someone when they pass away. So you know, for me, I I disagree. I think Heath Ledger's was was definitely the the more uh, historic win, the more important win. I mean, it was the first time that somebody had won an acting an acting award for being in a comic book movie, at least an Academy Award. Um, and a lot of people have said, oh, he wouldn't have won if it, if it hadn't been posthumous. Or, you know, people gave it to him because Dark Knight got snubbed for Best Picture. Um, you know, and it was really, it, that was really the reason that the Academy switched to nominating up to 10 films for Best Picture, as opposed to the five that it had been previously. Um, but to me... Keith Ledger is, uh, I'm sorry to say it, he's a much better actor than Joaquin Phoenix is. Um, he was way more interesting. He was more engaging. Um, because the film was not about him, and he had more limited screen time than what Joaquin did, you know, we, we, his, the scenes that he was in really punctuated the film in a way that you know, Joker was just two hours of Joaquin being a straight-up fucking weirdo, <laughs> and I, I kind of, I, you know what? I don't, I don't want to take shots at Joaquin as a person. I don't know what he's like behind the scenes. We've heard reports of him being very difficult to work with and him being abusive and, and yelling at other, you know, um, co-stars and things like that, and the director and. and I don't know if those things are true or not, so I don't want to speak to those. Um, but you know, every time I see him at a, in an award show or in an interview, he seems very awkward. I don't dislike the things that he has to say, but the way he delivers them, it makes it it makes it hard to uh, relate to him. It makes it hard to his Oscar speech was um, was bizarre it was chaotic it was awkward and and chaotic so i kind of all of those things for me prevent me from really getting into his characters i know everybody you know really says that her was a great movie and i find i found it awkward and uncomfortable to watch uh for me joker and this isn't necessarily joaquin phoenix's um fault but i felt like it was very disconnected there were a lot of continuity issues with it it seemed you know nonsensical in a way that was uh hard for me to get invested into it so is is this going to do some good to you know bring in more renowned actors to to star in these kinds of movies like maybe but but who cares like we aren't take a look at the mcu we already have massive, I mean, like, people are dying to be a part of this franchise. I mean, Ben Kingsley played a, a you know, I mean, one of the goofiest characters we've ever seen in a comic book film. Well, okay, that's a little bit of a stretch. Maybe not the goofiest, but one of the goofiest for the MCU. I mean, they're, they're, they have no shortage of um, well-renowned and, and award-winning actors I don't really see this as much more like a, like a, a footnote. You know, he's, he's not treading any ground that, that Heath Ledger didn't already do and do much better. 
So one thing I find kind of interesting and I read about is Todd Phillips, the director of Joker, wanted to make a movie just on mental health and, you know, people basically snapping. Couldn't and that's get, what he should have done. Well, couldn't get it made. Studios didn't want to back it. So he put in as little comic book Joker stuff as he could. If you rewatch that movie and take out the clown stuff, and take and just watch that movie. You go, wow, it's very minimal Batman, right? Bruce Wayne's in there, not a lot. Bruce Wayne's dad is not in there a whole lot. Martha is not in there a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of Batman-ish kind of stuff. But then you throw in, okay, well, the guy's name, and then you throw in, all right, he's in a Joker costume. Oh, okay, now now it's a now it's a Joker movie. Um, the last scene at the end, again, spoiler, people who don't know, where um, Bruce's parents uh, die, that was just a throw-in scene at the end just to give you your last bit of little DC Batman trope. So, you know, I wonder if that's something that people are going to do now, too. Director's like, well, I want to make a movie on a female burglar. I can't get it made. All right, screw it. I'm, I'm going to make Catwoman. Well, and, you know, you talk about the, the scene with Bruce Wayne's parents being murdered, and to me, that was the most disjointed part of the film. Because yeah, it's it stupid. just felt like It just felt like they threw it, they, right. it, it was almost obligatory, like, oh, uh, enter, you know, Batman's dead parents reference here. Right, exactly, um, exactly. I totally agree, and I think they did that because the studio was like, hey, you got to tie us into Batman. So he was like, fine, here's this scene to just do this. I, I have a really long, convoluted theory that maybe we will talk about um, on, a, on a later episode if, we, if we, you know, people want to hear it. But I actually think that the entire third act of that film didn't happen as we see on film. And the riots didn't happen and his appearance on the game show didn't happen. But it was all a fantasy that he constructed um, to help himself cope with the fact that Arthur Fleck was actually the person who killed um, Thomas and Martha Wayne. I think he followed them to the theater. I think he confronted them um, after the show. And the scene that we see where he's, you know, what he's saying to Robert De Niro on the talk show was really more the conversation that he had with Thomas Wayne, um, or, or at least his internal thoughts towards Thomas Wayne. And he killed them in the alley. And then his mind constructed this, um, you know, scenario about riots in a talk show in order to cope with that. That's my theory. And that's really the only way I can kind of um, reconcile the film, because it, the third act just seems so nonsensical to me. And I won't get into all of the reasons why. But, you know, f for me, the other thing was I'm I'm not a huge fan of Todd Phillips. Um, I mean, really. The Hangover is kind of his only, maybe you would call it a great movie, but there's parts of it that are, are problematic today and it hasn't really aged. War Dogs well. is so, amazing. War Dogs is really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to say that all of his movies are are bad. I I didn't like the way he handled the publicity around Joker. You know, um, he was kind of when people started saying, "Well, is this too violent? Or is this glorifying the wrong thing?" You know, he starts taking shots at other franchises. Well, what about John Wick? And what about this? And what about that? You know, the fact of the matter is, is I don't feel like Todd Phillips has his own voice. Um, if you've seen the movie The King of Comedy, 
this is essentially uh, it's not really a remake. You could call it a spiritual sequel. You could call it a, um, you know, you could say it was inspired by it, but this is just, all he's doing is remaking the movies that, you know, um, Martin Scorsese was making 30 years ago with the same visual style and with the same actors. This is nothing new. This isn't pushing, you know, Hollywood or cinema any further. And that's why I feel like it didn't win Best Picture. It didn't win anything other than, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's performance and um, the score. It won Best Original Score. Um, historically, that doesn't go to uh, female composers. It's happened only three times before and never in this specific category. So shout out to uh, Hildur Gudnadotter, who absolutely deserved to win um, on a side note. But for me, that's the biggest reason why this movie didn't take home any more Academy Awards. And I think it's the reason why The Irishman didn't take home any awards. These are the same movies that we've had for 30 to 40 years now and personally i'm a little sick of it and i think the rest of hollywood has has shown that they're a little sick of it too i, I agree too i agree I, I totally agree and we can go over who we thought should have won best best picture i didn't think joker or irishman or 1917 for that matter should have won best picture um i'm okay with parasite winning it um i thought it was you know deserving enough um, I'll have to go back through the list again to see what other movies. I haven't movies. seen Parasite yet. I, I need to watch it. My my pick was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, one, I it wasn't like last year where I had time. Last year I watched every single movie nominated for Best Picture before the Oscars. This year I've seen maybe two or three of them. Um, you know, so my pick, I really want to see Quentin Tarantino um, before his career is over, which he said will probably be you know, pretty soon. I would like to see him win Best uh, Director uh, first and foremost. If he could take home a Best Picture, that would be cool too. Um, and I think he's, you know, deserving of both of those awards um, more so than, you know, a lot of, like, if you look at Martin Scorsese, I know this is controversial. I don't love the dude, but what's his, I think his only Best Director Oscar is The Departed. And it's, it is. And it's, and it's a complete remake of another film. And he even says that, oh, when I was making it, I didn't realize it was a remake of a foreign film. Like, what a bunch of garbage. Either either you knew and, and you're lying about it to make yourself look better, or you didn't know, and that's just as inexcusable. Like, you should know the, the films that you're making. Like, I, he ripped off Hong Kong cinema. He, t- he took an already amazing movie and, and made it long and over-bloated and... I don't like that film at all. I know everybody loves it, and you know, so it's. I don't even know where I'm going with this at this point, other than just continuing to to rant about. It's just your Ben tangent, <laughs> and we all love it. We love to hear him. Right, and... this is my hot take of the week. Yeah. Here's, here's why I'm sick of. It. I don't want to say Martin Scorsese is a bad um, filmmaker or a bad director. Obviously, that's not the case. I couldn't even begin to to argue that he doesn't know what he's doing. My point is, is that. You know, like I said before, I'm I'm tired of seeing these same movies come out of Hollywood and over again. I'm really happy to see Parasite win Best Picture. I'm sure it deserves it. I've heard nothing but good things from everybody who's seen it. Um, so I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch it. I, I just gotta try and find the time to, to sit down and, and watch it on the Right, right on. 
Well, always a great hot take from you, Ben. We always appreciate them. And uh, controversial to say the least. I mean, I'm a huge Martin Soskazy fan, but um, something we've talked about in the past and we probably talk about in the future. So one new thing we're doing, kind of leave everyone on a nice, happy note. Um, just saying that maybe, just maybe, we are not in the darkest timeline after all. Ben, what do you have for us? and not being in the darkest timeline. All right, so um, further proof that we're not living in the darkest timeline, uh, some some casting information for Jurassic World 3 came out this week. Um, Jake Johnson's character, uh, Lowry Crothers, who was a fan favorite from the first Jurassic World, is coming back. Uh, super excited about this. I'm a big fan of Jake Johnson. Um I, I think his comedic timing is, is perfect, and he added a lot to the original um, Jurassic World, and a lot of those elements I felt were missing from the second movie. So hopefully this is a return to form, even if in just in a small way. Um, so super excited to see him join a lot of the other original cast, like Laura Dern and Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum, who are also coming back. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, looking forward to the third one as well. For me, honestly, it's the press junk, uh, junket. Um, I don't know if anyone here watches, but I watch Conan, and I watch um, um, Late Night with David Spade, and Jim Carrey was on both of those uh, shows. And honestly, it is amazing to see Jim Carrey. He's a hilarious individual. He's artistically very talented. He drew Conan in like 30 seconds on the show. It's really nice. And Conan, um, shout out to you. I'm sure you're not listening, but if you are, hey, you drew Jim Carrey, and that was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty good as well. Um, and yeah, just to seeing Jim Carrey back out there making a movie. Again, we talked about this earlier. I thought Sonic was going to be a flop. So far, it's over $50 million for the weekend, so that's good. Um, I'm glad Jim Carrey is still relevant if he wants to go out there and see his movies. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, again, I just really enjoyed seeing him out there in the press jacket and, uh, hopefully he has some more movies coming out in the future. So yeah, um, something to maybe check out, check out Conan, check out the David Spade show on, uh, Comedy Central, um, both great shows. And then the ones with Jim Carrey were, were very superb. So, uh, very nice. So again, I know we've been away for a while, um, Appreciate you guys staying with us. Ben, you got some final final talking points for us here? Nope. Just uh, on, on behalf of, of myself and, and, you know, everybody else, um, you know, quick shout out to, to Julie. Uh, we, we wish her the best of luck. We hope she does well down in Texas. Um, we'll try and have her on the show um, as a guest host from time to time if she's up to it. But, but you know, like you said, thanks for thanks for sticking with us. It feels great to be back, and, and we're excited to you know get some more of these out. So, all right, well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Keep listening. Keep adding us. Real Geek v Geek Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Keep listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys later. We'll have more debate topics later, and uh, stay geeky out there. Thanks, guys.